Hello, everybody, and welcome to the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster. This is your host, Jamil Hassan, where I bring you the X Factor, where I bring you crypto policy and regulatory news, insights, analysis, and commentary. My commentary, my biased commentary from all around the world of crypto and blockchain each and every Friday. And uh, today is November 24, 2023. This is episode 67, season episode 7. And let's kick things off with some uh, some things to talk about this week. Here in the U.S., it is nothing more than, uh, you know, the Thanksgiving week. So from Thanksgiving week, what we do is, um, you know, there's no business per se from like half of Wednesday on through the rest of the weekend. So this whole week is going to be all about, you know, um, other other news all around the world, you know. Other news all around the world, and we are going excited to kick things off here and talk about foil, not tin foil, not the tin foil that you wrap your Christmas tur- your your Thanksgiving turkey with, but another kind of foil, and that is the foil um, between Europe. No, actually, between Tether and Bitfinex. Tether and Bitfinex uh, have agreed to drop opposition to the FOIL request. And what FOIL is, is the Freedom of Information Law Request by several media outlets. Uh, Tether and Bitfinex have jointly agreed to drop their opposition to the Freedom of Information Law FOIL request lodged by the by New York in New York by a number of high profile news publications. Uh, a statement from the Tether, a USDT stablecoin issuer and crypto exchange which is, uh, you know, Bitfinex, said and commented to transparently sharing information following that request. The companies indicated that they would not be openly releasing documentation, claiming that that approach is not in line with its business practices. It's essential, they said, to clarify transparency does not mean a wholesale release of all of our documents. Tether and Bitfinex will not appeal against the full request put forward by journalists, uh, including Zeke Fall, Shane Schifflet, Ada Huey, whom they accuse of exhibiting certain behaviors, uh, in quotes, certain behaviors. The companies claim that Fall's past reports on Tether and Bitfinex have extended beyond the boundaries of professional journalism. They also claim that media outlets, including the Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg, whose journalists are participating in the ongoing FOIL request, have been one-sided and inaccurate. That is most definitely true. I can tell you, their media all along has been extremely biased against crypto. This is no exception. Okay, the uh, and you know we need to stop with the one-sidedness. So this request, you know, is just uh, out of line. They say um, in June twenty twenty-three. Uh, Tether claimed that had been opposed that had opposed the FOIL request to prevent public discrimination of confidential customer data um, and to prevent the use of sensitive commercial information, which it fears could be exploited by malicious actors. Part of the settlement required Tether and Bitfinex to submit quarterly transparency reports, but hey, they are not going to do that. So uh, they're, you know, yeah, the media 
I have one news, one one word to the media. You guys just need to do a better job. I mean, you have journalists. Journalists are not technologists. A lot of your journalists don't understand technology. They never worked in technology. They never built anything in technology, and they have bias biasness against technology because they don't know it. If you don't know it, you should just, you know, do what some people do in certain places I go, and that's just like take the cotton out of your ears, put it in your mouth, shut your mouth, know your role, and let and learn. If you're not willing to learn, don't say anything. So I am in full agreement here with Tether and Bitfinex. Good for you guys. Shut these unethical actors down. Okay, next. Here's some good news. It says, the article says, Trap, strap yourself in. The bull market is coming in early 2024, says crypto exchange heads. This is really interesting. And this belongs in Australia because the heads are in Australia. But it's a global thing because when you have a global, the, the, the bull market isn't just relegated to one country or one region. When you have a crypto bull market, you have a global bull market and you have a global economy that's growing. So let's see what these people from down under talk about. All right, let's go. The market has already entered the first phase of a major rally with the number of people buying crypto trading upward, which is expected to accelerate early next year, the heads of Australia's largest crypto exchanges believe. Independent Reserve CEO Adrian Perslosny said he expects market activity to see an uptick in early 2024 and is hiring to build infrastructure before that happens. He says, we're not just doing everything we can to get ready for a bull market because we know when the bull market comes, it happens very fast. You need to make sure you have the uh, have processes, people, and infrastructure in place so that when your business triples overnight, you can handle it. Yeah. Cool. BTC Markets Chief Caroline Bowler. And I interviewed Caroline Bowler a year, year and a half ago for the Crypto Hipster Podcast. It was an amazing. If you go on Amazon, if you look up Crypto Hipster and Caroline Bowler, I have a, I have a book with her too that I wrote based on our conversation. She says, while the trajectory of the market gains hadn't exactly been linear, the industry-wide growth is both asset prices and tech applications was a reason to be confident. The current deployment of dry powder and influx of new users and an uptick in trading volumes further support our assessment that we are in the early stages of a bull market, she says. Tommy Honan, product strategy head at SwiftX, said this exchange had begun to see an uptick in buying activity and is moving quickly to shore up direct debit functionality. A recent pain point for Australia's crypto scene. So Australia, which had been, you know, sounds like one of the worst economies. I mean, you know, because the government that overreaches, kind of like the U.S. Their heads of state, their heads of crypto state are saying there's a bull market coming. I've seen some activity, mostly derivative and short selling perspective. They're working directly in the industry. They see it better than I. And they see a bull market. 
a bull market in 2024. That'd be awesome. Okay, let's go. Let's get back into the bull. The bull's more fun anyway. So if you're building during the bear, you should build during the bear, and you should make money in the bull um, as long as you built in the bear. You know, don't try to make up for what you didn't do by chasing. Then you're in trouble. Hey, but hey. Now, let's talk about something that happened this week. CZ, Xinping Zhao, former head of finance, was kind of forced out by the U.S. Department of Justice. Uh, they made claims against him and Binance, and he paid a $4 billion fine, stepped down as CEO, and I wish him the very, very, very best. Um, you know, I don't know if I, I don't know him personally, but there was a um, event that he was invited to back in Palm Sunday, back in 2018, in March 2018, by the Edisons and from the UK, a nice elderly couple who invited 18 people to a lunch on Palm Sunday in New York City. And CZ was there. He was sitting at one end of the table. There was 18 people at that table. And as far as the people in the crypto industry, the, the editors thought that these are people who, at this table who were going to would be the future of crypto. You know, there was 18 people at that table. Um, CZ was one of them. He was one of the last two people at that luncheon who remained in the crypto industry five years later, five and a half years later. Um, why? How do I know? I was there too. I was at that table in the last man standing. I'm still standing. You can't find a boomer in the U.S. government that'll kick me out of here. You know. So um, if you don't believe that, read my book, Regeneration X. Anyway, we're talking about the Kraken co-founder. The Kraken co-founder hails more fair playing field as the DOJ finds Binance. Um, and Jesse Powell sees CZ's and Binance's largest proceedings, legal proceedings, as a positive change as going after the most egregious offenders offshore would require effort. Kraken co-founder Jesse Powell has welcomed the result of the Binance investigation in X. On X, he said, posts, and he has highlighted the need for long-term oriented visionaries and shareholders. Over the last 12 months, leaders of major crypto exchanges such as FTX and Binance have come under federal scrutiny by the U.S. government agencies for allegations ranging from misappropriation of investor funds to bypassing anti-money laundering regulations. According to Powell, the probes provide much-needed answers to how are they going so fast and how are they getting away with it? Palsy's Binance and former CEO CZ's legal proceedings as a positive move. Going after the most egregious offenders offshore would require effort, he said, the U.S.-based crypto business. such as cracking Coinbase and Ripple are all easy targets sitting right there in their backyard. So, what's about that? You know, um, that's his opinion. And the opinion of quite a few people is, you know, CZ needed to step away in order for institutions like BlackRock, like Fidelity, like Vanguard, all these guys to feel safe and their clients to feel safe um, investing in crypto. There's merit to that conversation. There's merit to that argument. I, I will say there is merit. People, you know, do not want, you know, scam candles, scam wicks. It got, it got better over the years. You know, um, there's less of them. You know, with Binance being the house, you know, the U.S. institutions need to be the house. 
ones that have risk, you know, management procedures in place, one that separate the functions, ones where you have the full granularity with the U.S. and the U.S. market, although we seem to be lagging and, you know, want to be left behind. We don't. Um, the U.S. market is the most important market. Um, and we'll find out next in the next bull market coming up uh, why that's the case. I uh, have my opinions. They're just opinions. I have my commentary, you know, it's just commentary and my beliefs. But um, I'm here. I will always be here. The crypto hipster um, is your go-to place for, uh, you know, assessing all things boomer. I'm a Gen X, but I know them. So, um, you know, I agree with this guy, Kraken, and uh, it's important. So let's look and talk about that a little bit more. And he wasn't the only person to comment. Let's talk about somebody else who commented, and that was Cardano's founder, Charles Hoskinson, right? Uh, in a November 22 YouTube video, Cardano founder, Charles Hoskinson, reflected on the news that Binance CEO CZ had stepped down. Hoskinson claimed that the event represented the end of an era. He argued that the entrepreneurs will need to comply with regulations or else develop completely permissionless protocols that can't be regulated. So, you know, you can't hack a blockchain. You can't, but you can regulate the hell out of an exchange and a hell out of wallets. And we just saw the Satoshi wallet, the wallet of Satoshi left the US. They made an announcement to yesterday uh, for Bitcoiners. Um, and that was a really good lightning wallet. You're going to have to comply with the U.S. regulations. And, you know, those regulations are being going to be mandated and dictated by BlackRock and others, you know, but it is an end of an era. In the video, Hoskinson claimed that CDZZ was part of a class of entrepreneurs in the crypto space who really optimized the move fast, grow and innovate side of things. He said in the early days of crypto, Bitcoin traders used spreadsheets to make trades and sent funds to buy the cryptocurrency via PayPal. Hawkinson said the period represented the first wave of innovation in the space. CZ and Binance came into the second wave in 2017 and became a Leviathan in the industry. CZ was one of the greatest entrepreneurs of our time, Hoskinson stated, adding that trillions of dollars of assets flowed through his exchange. So CZ, I respect CZ, although, you know, there were some, you know, political reasons behind taking down CZ and Binance, you know, um, FTX people weren't too happy that he left them in the lurch. But, you know, that was has nothing to do with blockchain. It has nothing to do with crypto. It has everything to do with political motives. Um, so, but the rule here, I guess the, the, the lesson here is don't make U.S. politicians mad at you. You know, but a crypto hipster we don't care about politicians at all. So we're going to move on to Europe, you know. Um, and and full disclosure, I'm an independent voter. I'm not aligned to any party right now in the U.S. They all suck. So let's go to Europe. Blockchain devs expect complications from EU smart contract kill switch. Okay. Um, the Data Act. A contentious piece of European trash. I'm sorry, European Union legislation that includes a clause requiring the ability to terminate smart contracts has been approved by the European Parliament. 
If introduced, the legislation will require smart contracts to have a kill switch. Um, yeah, okay, good luck with that. Uh, in the press release, the parliament announced that the legislation was passed 481 votes in favor and 31 against. The next step for it to become law is to gain approval by the European Council. You know, global technology here, and everybody's acting like they're, you know, they're siloed. Crazy. In its current form, the Data Act stipulates that the smart contracts must have the capability to be interrupted and terminated. And it mandates controls that allow for the resetting or halting of the contract. The stipulation appears to be a significant departure from the blockchain's foundational ethos of decentralization. How such kill switches would be implemented and how they could impact the development and use of smart contracts remains unclear. Unclear. Of course it is. Uh, Scott McKinney and Laura DeBoa, attorneys with Wilson Sonsinsi, Goodrich and Rosati told uh, said that a kill switch is fundamentally incompatible with what a smart contract is and how it's viewed true. So when you're in the government and you're voted in and you don't have a background in technology, the comments and decisions that you make are rather sometimes rather asinine, don't you think? Well, let's talk about asinine. Okay. Um, asinine. Hmm. Bitcoin critic, ECB chief, Christina Lagarde. Oh, wow. Her name came up. And I said, asinine. Okay. Let's see what happened here. Says her son ignored her. Plus money on crypto. European Central Bank president and prominent Bitcoin critic. There's no background in technology and shouldn't be a critic for anything. Except maybe, um, you know. McDonald's versus Burger King. Christina Lagarde has shared a family story about unsuccessful cryptocurrency investments. Lagarde told students at a town hall in Frankfurt on November 24 that her son lost almost all of his investments in crypto assets despite persistent warnings. He ignored me royally, she said, which is his privilege. Yep, Lagarde reportedly declared, adding that he, he lost almost all the money he invested. The ECB chief didn't and disclosed the sum her son lost, noting that he claimed it was a lot, but only about 60% of his crypto investments. So when I then had another talk with him about it, she said, he reluctantly accepted that I was right. Oh. She says, I have, as you can tell, a very low opinion of cryptos. And they have a very low opinion about the view. But let me continue. People are free to invest their money where they want. People are free to speculate as much as they want, but people should not be free to participate in criminally sanctioned trade and businesses. I want you to see it as an investment. Huh? I want you to see it as technology investment instead of garnering it and calling it a crypto, legal crypto. Legal. <laughs> so when I say asinine, you're proving to the world that you are. That's my point. You're proving to the world that you are asinine. So let's get out of the asinity. Okay. And let's talk about something else. Because, you know, that's the way. FTX collapse. Binance's U.S. settlement provides strong case for MICA regulations. European. Whoa. You guys in Europe are batting a thousand today, man. Shoot. Jeez. The collapse of FTX 2022 and Binance's recent $4.3 billion settlement with the U.S. authorities, provide a strong argument for the provisions of the European Union's market in crypto 
assets regulation legislation, a European Commission officer said. Yvonne Keller, policy officer for the European Commission, said at the Money Lab conference in Amsterdam, uh, news of, he says, I think we've had several unfortunate confirmations that kind of go down the path of robust regulation. FTX was definitely one of the big ones, and now recently with Binance, he said. Okay. Our position is that this rule book would mitigate some of the risks and, importantly, give regulators more clear-cut levers and powers supervising these entities so they can also mitigate those risks. The policy officer also gave updated view of Pat toward uh, Michael's full application across the EU, Hailed as one of the first comprehensive cryptocurrency legal frameworks globally, the regulation set up by Michael will apply to all EU member states. Um, Yawn, that's my comment to you. Uh, your comment, sir, is just, you know, yawn. I, I yawn at you. I was <gasps> a yawn. Okay. I yawn at you because you're boring. Boring. Makes no sense. Kind of like, you know. Talking to a wall. European regulator CASPs should work on protocol interoperability self-hosted wallets. The EU's banking regulator, the EU banking authority, wants to update existing anti-money laundering and combating the financing of terrorism rules for crypto providers. In a consultation paper published on November 24, uh, this morning, the EBA explains that current European regulations are no longer sufficient to govern AML, CFT standards, compliance among crypto providers. The proposed new industry guidelines are intended to address these issues, and the EBA has given interested parties until February 25, 2024 to commence. In particular, the EBA suggests merging the AML, CFT criteria with payment service providers and crypto asset service providers. It also provides proposes, proposes obliging CASPs to enable the trans- Mission of information in a seamless and interoperable manner by enhancing the interoperability of their protocols. Under the proposed new rules, CASP will also be required to obtain and hold information on self-hosted addresses, ensure the transfer of crypto assets can be individually identified, and verify whether the address is owned or controlled by the CASP customer. These requirements would be enforced when the transfer amount of self-hosted account is above the thousand euro mark, although the EBA doesn't specify whether this is a monthly, daily, or single time threshold. And that's what it is. Okay. Now we're going to go to France. Uh, Dutch exchange Bitvavo is clear to operate in France. Netherlands-based crypto exchange Bitvavo is set to expand its services to French users after successfully registering a digital as a digital asset service provider with Fran- Finance Autorité des Marchés Financiers. Volvo secured regulatory approval to offer its services in Austria. The exchange expanded its offerings in Italy to 2022 and has filed registration applications for other major European markets. Uh, the exchange also highlighted an interesting trend that underpins its efforts to expand into France. A recent AMF survey of French investors indicates that more of its citizens own cryptocurrencies than conventional stocks and bonds. Cool. Uh, 
Bitvavo currently serves 1.5 million customers across the Benalu region. And, you know, that's pretty good, too. So welcome to France. Rail with cheese. Let's go. Okay. Italian. So we so in one country we have Royale with cheese, and now we go to Italy with pizza. Italian regulators investigate online AI data scraping. The Italian Data Protection Authority, a local privacy regulator, announced the launch of a fact-finding investigation this week in which it will look into the practice of data gathering to train of artificial intelligence algorithms. The investigation aims to verify the adoption of appropriate security measures on public and private websites to prevent web scraping of personal data used for AI training via third parties from the spiders of the manufacturers of AI algorithms. According to the regulator, this fact-finding survey applies to all public and private subjects operating as data controllers established in Italy or offering services in Italy that provide freely accessible personal data online. All right. Sounds good to me. I like the idea pizza better but you know royal cheese and let's go asia we have to go to asia now let's go to india first okay the indian government is set to introduce rules against deep fake menace uh india is formulating regulations to oversee deep fakes the country's minister for railways communication electronics and information technology ashwani vaishnav said Yesterday, November 23rd, spending on Prime Minister Hendra's Modi's statement the day before about his concerns about the AI technology and deepfake technology. According to a Reuters report during discussions with academics, industry associations, and social media firms, Vaishal said the Indian government seems to finish drafting the regulation in the coming weeks. Deepfakes are realistic and often convincing artificial intelligence-generated videos or audio recordings that manipulate or replace the likeness and voice of a person in an existing video or audio clip. In the initial comments during a G20 virtual summit, Modi urged international leaders to collaborate in regulating AI and express worries about the adverse effects of deep fakes on society. In the report, Vaishnav said the Regulatory graphing process will consider penalties for the individual uploading the content and the social media platform where it posted. This development occurs in nations globally scrambling to establish regulations for governing AI. I'll tell you this. The Crypto Hipster podcast and the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster, nothing is deep fake. I am coming to you live while recording it and then posting it on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google, everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. All my interviews are live with people. There's no deep fakeness. Everything is legit. Everything is natural. Everything is original. I put it in a book, and guess what? It's not AI generated. It's generated from me, from the skull, from the from the. I said cradle to grave. Come the questions. Ask the people. Get the interview. Publish it. Everything natural. Nothing deep fake. I won't even actually know where to start to do a deep fake because everything i do is legit and real and you want to come to you want to get something real come to the crypto hipster and i will and, and you can trust that everything 100 real singapore to restrict crypto retail speculation with its new rules oh wow 
everybody has new rules. In response to the feedback received on this proposed digital payment token regulations, the Monetary Authority of Singapore laid down measures for DPT service providers to discourage speculation in cryptocurrency investments. The de facto Central Bank of Singapore, MAS, announced five ways DPT service providers can help retail clients avoid price speculation. DPT service providers must determine their customers' risk awareness before offering crypto services. In addition, DPT service providers were advised against providing any incentives to trade in cryptocurrencies. Thirdly, DPT service providers cannot offer financing margin or leverage transactions. Ooh. Refusing locally credit card payments is a major MAS buyers will discourage speculation in crypto investments. Lastly, crypto holdings will not be considered in determining a customer's net worth. Speaking about the decision, Ho Him, I mean Ho Hern Shin, said, uh, Deputy Manager, Director of MAS says, while these business conduct and consumer asset measures can help meet this objective, they cannot insulate customers from losses associated with the inherently speculative and highly risky nature of cryptocurrency trading. Dum 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 Dashing through the dom. Anyway, we're headed through the holiday season. Today's Black Friday. People are out shopping, and you got this dum dum talking about you. Know, look, I don't understand. You're a small business. You want to go to the bank. You want to establish credit. You want to set something up. You got a hundred thousand dollars in crypto and Bitcoin, which is the hardest money ever created. And you want to get a loan from the bank to so establish credit, so you got more business opportunities. And say you want that five thousand or ten thousand. Today, banks are not acknowledging your $100,000 worth of property collateral, which is far greater, stronger than your dollar or whatever, Singapore dollar, whatever it is. You know, there's no reason why banks should not catch up to the times and say, hey, this guy's putting a, putting a collateral down, you know, and taking a loan. That should be a no brainer. Banks, banks, you need to do better. You need to be. You need to do better. Right now, you are not doing better. Right now, you're doing stupid. You're doing dum-dum-dum. Let's stop with dum-dum-dum. And let's get smart and say, you know what? These people have property. It's collateral. They want a loan. Give them a loan. You know, you just got to put up the crypto. Exchanging crypto for a credit rating is something that is smart and the US should think about doing that as well as a nation for 33 trillion dollars in debt but you know we what we have is dum 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 let's go to Japan let's see how they're dumb too Japanese exchange plans to start digital securities trading on December 25th that sounds smart hmm that sounds like a smart idea they're not dumb at all. They're smart. Proprietary trading system operator Osaka Digital Exchange, ODX, is set to kickstart the trading of digital securities in Japan. Smart, smart, smart. In an announcement, ODX said its trading system for security tokens commences on December 25. Ichigo, a Tokyo-based company, 
is reportedly planning to sell over 20 million in security tokens issued by two real estate firms to fill the demand for alternative assets. Apart from Ichigo, Kenneth Dix is also planning to offer digital securities within the ODX platform. Security tokens are digital assets that usually represent a stake in an external enterprise or asset. A digital token is categorized as a security token when it's subjected to regulations under federal law and is value is derived from external tradable assets. Kind of, it's kind of like a stock. Have digital stocks. Yeah, you know, it's a good idea. Okay. So good on you, Mr. Japan. Let's go. And then we're gonna, it's ironic, but we are going to end this uh, you know, we have one more place to go. And we're going to go to Australia because we started out with talking about Australia and how the they're seeing a bull market. And now we're going to go Australia's tax agency will not clarify its confusing aggressive crypto rules. That's why I was kind of surprised with the bull market news coming out of Australia. But let's look what happens here. Australia's tax regulator has been unable to clarify confusing aspects of its new guidance that suggests capital gains tax is payable on a state on a slate of everyday decentralized finance transactions. The Australian Taxation Office failed to answer direct questions from um, whether staking Ether on Lido or transferring funds via bridges to Layer 2 networks are CGT events capital gains transaction events, leaving DeFi users in the dark about how to comply. Uh, the guidance from ATO on November 9th said CGT is payable when transferring tokens to another address or smart contract that a person doesn't have. Beneficial ownership over, or if the address has non-zero balances of the tokens, exchanging one crypto asset for a right to receive or equivalent number of the same crypto assets in the future, Providing liquidity to a protocol, wrapping tokens, or loaning assets are ATO examples of DeFi users incurring a CGT event. While the criteria suggest the rules may encompass liquid staking, such as staking ETH on Lido, or sending tokens through a layer to a bridge, this hasn't yet been clarified. Yeah, you got to clarify it. But, you know, it's the government. It's what we expect. Um but yeah, I like the I like the idea of in the beginning in Australia talking about the CEOs and see a bull market coming. Hey, I've been saying the bull market is coming in early 2024 for a while now. Um, Bitcoin is going to have, uh, you know, happening. It's happening in uh, March, late March, early April. That's a, that's to be expected. So as that happens, we go into the bull cycle. Let's rock and roll. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun this year. So, anyway, that's it. That's what I got. That's what I got for you. Happy Black Friday. Hopefully, everybody had a great Thanksgiving. And uh, join me each and every single week. The X Factor with the Crypto Hipster. Have a wonderful, amazing, awesome, enjoyable, wonderful, outstanding week. See you next week.